0: seen a video nasty i wouldn't i have far too much <laughs> how, how can you judge on video nasty oh have seen one? i actually don't need to see visually what i know is in that film And welcome to the Video Nasty's podcast. My name is Christopher Brown. Some films, uh, despite their content, aspire to be something a little more. With a mere budget of $40,000 and only 12 days to film it in, the production of The Love Butcher from 1975 would give the indicator that they were. Um, not necessarily in the business of creating things that you know were, were aimed for the big screen. However, with the producers kind of merged up to the hilt on the movie, the decision was made to shoot in two thirty five one Technoscope, a a, a, a version of uh, that normal kind of thing you'd see in um, I don't know, a western or a big big screen uh, you know blockbuster Hollywood presentation, rather than a, a grimy rather grotty, proto-slasher. Did it make a difference to the film? Well, it looks nice. It's a decent-looking movie, I suppose. But I think, really, if we're being honest, the um, reason why this film, really a kind of mixture of psycho-influences and also a bit of Hercel and lewis in—is elevated because of one man. Our lead uh, actor, James Land. A man who at very least in this film despite what he was surrounded with was able to create a, a movie and a performance that uh, catches the attention there's been six murders in this part of the city all similar we're looking for a psychotic killer russell and psychotic killers don't necessarily all act the same but of course the love butcher Whoever did this is weird. Not just the but a real weirdo. (laughs) It's nymphs like you that are Caleb killers. You emasculate a man with your bottomless body pits. You leave him empty and unfulfilled. Wrong Nothing. You drain him like a sewer into a cesspool. Say what, I used to so that cuckoo or something? <laughs> you Can't go on doing those terrible things, Les. Then evil. you gonna destroy us both. I can and I will! Women love me, Caleb. I'm not like you. You're ugly. But I am handsome and polite. She shall love me, Caleb, as much as she hated you. <laughs> Lester and I am alive oh my god love butcher so Lempa plays um, two characters in the film kind of it's a, a split personality here. Uh, slasher movie really um, a guy called caleb um who is uh, bald and with big massive thick glasses on and um unhappy with his with his life and quite a miserable a put-upon gardener and his alter ego lester who's a misogynist uh, able to uh, entice the ladies and and but also uh, a butcher as it were I love butcher (laughs) if you were to pick the specifics of the title of the film Lester goes out of his way to woo the women that have wronged Caleb who is basically put upon because he's a bit weak have sex with them and then murder them and if they won't have sex with them he'll just go directly to the murder side of stuff So what we have is what looks like a a pretty good-looking film, in truth. It is well shot. And the reason it's well shot is that the cinematographer is a guy called Don Jones, who we've already spoken about before for Schoolgirls in Chains. Another film we said was, you know, it looks all right. It it looked like it's better than you'd expect it to look like. Um, Who... Um, worked as a you know a a cinematographer but then also um, became uh, was was kind of was kind of roped in to, uh, to to shoot more of the film because once it got shown to investors they were freaking out so really the film was directed almost two thirds of it by uh cow angel who um, really this is only his directorial efforts uh, probably because he'd been so burnt by the damn thing um but he did write the psychic killer which is a notorious um, kind of exploitation film and grotesque which features Linda Blair which is a home invasion movie that turns into a chase film it's quite strange because of the uh, the use of uh, these kind of like kind of vicious punks that they're kind of acting like the Hell's Angels types but in a very you know, they're kind of chasing you kind of way but um, so he's in the past written, you know, had written a a number of um, reasonably okay horror films and um, a bit of director video tat as well such as his last effort Demon Keeper and Evil Spirits from 1990 which are supernatural tales which don't quite work as well as probably Mikhail would have hoped for. Anyway, as we saying, the film was, um, was shot quick, dirty, and, um, but had a kind of attempt to look a lot better. It's an R-rated film the same way um, Abducted Schoolgirls was. However, um, despite its attempt at being quite sleazy, it's actually not as... Um, exploitative as you'd initially think a lot of the women who were chosen for these roles, which in fairness involve um, you know, sex scenes and and then being offed would would have refused to do nudity because of their mistakes in casting, or you know mistakes, you know what I mean, in terms of probably the filmmakers would have preferred to make it a bit sleazier than it was And uh, a lot of the kills, because of the low budget, are slightly off-screen, so you don't get that kind of Herschel Gordon-Lewis, it doesn't matter if it looks crap, just get it on the screen kind of stuff. So you you get a, I wouldn't say classy slasher movie, but certainly something that looks a bit better than you'd expect with its uh, wide aspect ratio and um, decent performances. Uh, From certainly the core cast, although unsurprisingly because they're low budget, some of the periphery really struggling. Unsurprising from a film from 1975. Um, even though it is a slasher movie, its uh, its influences aren't things like Bay of Blood or Halloween. They are, in fact, things like Psycho. And you um, could you could argue some of the uh, the fashions, the 70s fashions, feel like uh, Italian jello, kind of like clashing colours and you know ridiculous uh, wallpapers. It's all very uh, suburban. Uh, you know they they hide in you know. Bored housewives who want to fuck, kind of um, interiors and you know, um, if it was England, it'd be more like Abigail's party. You know, it's uh, not necessarily the glamorousness that it possibly thinks it is. So as we said, um, James Lemp is uh, was was chosen for this uh, dual role of uh, Caleb and uh, Lester. Now. Lemp isn't really known for much in truth. He um, appeared in various bit parts through the seventies, mainly on TV. Indeed, apparently he thought this film was going to be the the movie that was to elevate him into um, greater things, but the reality was he continued to work as henchmen, hired muscle kind of uh, baddies in TV programmes, including Wonder Woman, Incredible Hulk, The Fall Guy, Night Rider, appears briefly in the 1983 Matthew Broderick film, uh, War Games as, a, as the commander. You know, he's a, a balding kind of Hulk of a man, and that's kind of where he sits in the film. What we haven't discussed is the tone of the film as such. <laughs> there are scenes in it which almost certainly, even, you know, today, although would get past the BBFC, would certainly catch their eye and kind of make them kind of take a deeper set of breath before slamming an 18th certificate on. In particular, two scenes. One that involves a woman being forced to strip or having her clothes ripped from her. And also another scene where a, uh, a woman is naked and is kind of drowned in a swimming pool with a hose. Both scenes are fairly standard sexual violence in an exploitation uh, setting. You know, let's not get too excited that this is kind of trying to reinvent the wheel. But the other side of it is there are um, elements of quite weird comedy as well. Tonely kind of uh, shifts quite a lot. Music sounds that, you know, some of the, the dialogue is deliberately quite silly. Um... The character of Caleb is almost comically um, ridiculous, um, with massive um, thick glasses that it's a, it's a miracle you can see through. Particularly because obviously um, Lester uh, himself uh, doesn't wear glasses, but uh, does wear a uh, a rug, <laughs> kind of a uh, a variety of wigs to mask his um, his baldness. Something that isn't picked up on by any of the women he has sex with. When people act like idiots, it kind of does it like a wah-wah-wah kind of sound effect around it. So it does play up and heighten the, the, the silliness of certain elements. And some of the language and the, the dialogue and the, the screenplay are uh, are not brilliant in truth. Again, written by uh, Michelangelo. As a, as a writer, with uh, James M. Tenenbaum, who's actually done as Jim Evergreen. Tenenbaum isn't really known as a writer, though. He's more known for uh, working on um, sound. So doing uh, working on sound department films like Avatar and The Untouchables and uh, Volcano as well. And indeed, this is his only uh, writer's credit. So as we say... Uh, Filmed on a low budget, but obviously with grand designs to be screened on on the biggest of screens, you, the um, the Technoscope decision obviously would have added a, a chunk to the budget. So it was filmed in a in a way that uh, you know uh, makes it look more professional. And indeed, it does look better than you think. Although the reality of that, as from a shooting point of view, is the fact that we are in some, you know a lot of interior locations. Um, so the, um, you know, of a gaudy 70s wallpaper print. So all that stuff looks fantastic. The scenes where Caleb talks to Lester are, are interesting as well. They, um, they, it, It's done through a mannequin and it does kind of feel like, a, you know, there is a psycho-y kind of element to this, uh, you know, uh, the, the split personality between the two characters. Uh, done in a kind of a, obviously, a fanciful kind of way and, um, and Lemp um really works to um kind of make that stuff work despite obviously you know it's it is a picture you a know, man talking to a, a black mannequin with a wig on it at points so as we said um the production was um you know reasonably uh, well regarded in terms of you know you know this that's, this we' gonna, gonna be famous we're' gonna, this is gonna be huge as film Lemp thought that his performance was good enough to really kind of catapult him into the mainstream. What happened was um, Angel shows his first cut the film and the producers freaked out. So they went back and got their cinematographer, Don Jones, who as we already know, has already made a you know a, a, a uh, exploitation film in Schoolgirls Girls in Chains and um get him to film around about Maybe apparently about a third of the film again to kind of um, make it work better. So you could argue that you know that's not you know between the two of them they've created this film. It doesn't feel as disjointed as you would think it would do. It certainly doesn't feel in the same way we had with a uh, honeymoon horror last week, where these uh, extra scenes have been dumped in to try and make sense of uh, what is quite a dark performance in the middle of it when we compare it to slasher movies that came later on it does kind of fit reasonably comfortably with him i mean obviously there are although despite the fact that the kills are off screen which obviously a cardinal sin for a slasher movie there is an element of obviously you know uh, police unable to get their heads around the idea that you know it obviously isn't it couldn't be the gardener because look at him he's a you know he's a an old man with a bald head and massive thick glasses, and doesn't have the physical strength to be able to do it. Also, the kills are done in more interesting ways than you'd imagine. I mean, certainly that centre point, centre piece kill with the one being drowned with the the, the, po- the hose in the um, swimming pool is it's quite shocking, really, in truth. But you know, people are killed with you know um, pitchforks and uh, and whatnot. Indeed, the our opening scene involves a you know a woman impaled with a pitchfork. So. And has played um, almost like a, you know, it was a shock valley with quite honky-tonky kind of music, and it's all very light and this kind of suburban scene you know, almost like kind of, um, you know i probably giving these guys a bit too much credit here, but you know, that blue velvet uh, lynching kind of, you know, combination between suburban and obviously the, the underbelly that sits beneath it. So the kills feel like slasher movie kills. Um, and the comedic, cartoonish moments feel like Herschel Gordon-Lewis splattery kind of moments, but the splatter isn't there. So it, um, it kind of falls between a few stools, which is possibly why the film hasn't been, kind of, ha- did get a, a decent Code Red release, but hasn't really been remembered as fondly as certainly hasn't had to release over here. Uh, part of that probably is the fact that it does feel a bit sleazy, despite its you know lofty intentions, much in the same way Abducted, aka Schoolgirls and Chains does as well, that other um, film from uh, Don Jones. Finally what I'd like to talk about as well is the, um, some of the, it's an interesting thing, so the, the phrase love butcher obviously is an exploitative kind of tone um, and it's a weird kind of um, fit for a film like this you know, originally it was going to be called The Gardener, which is completely boring and doesn't really fit with any kinds of tonal or interesting elements but The Love Butcher itself doesn't really feel like a a, a, a title that ties in with the storytelling of, of this You know, which, which is a kind of a bit comedy a bit horror, some nasty stuff in it, but some stuff that isn't and it's all very, you know, all over the shop in terms of what it wants to say Love Butcher feels like, you know, you're going to see people getting carved up and there's going to be one person getting carved up once every 15 minutes, basically, you know, every eight minutes somebody gets that killed, that kind of thing, which doesn't fit with what this is. As I said, though, obviously, if they had called it its original of The Gardener, that would have been uh, even worse, probably, <laughs> in truth. Lester talks in it about... His, some of the things he says in terms of, like, you know, the, how you know, sex almost drains his vitality away from him is actually mirrored by one of the characters. There's a relationship between an older man and a younger woman, and um, he talks in a similar kind of way. Indeed, as an exploitation film, it feels like its messaging around love and sex is quite uh, bleak. And... Um, the love butcher doesn't butcher for love, or he doesn't even butcher because he gets off on it. He does it because he's a misogynist. The men in the film are generally fairly useless. Are a hero journalist who um, can barely keep a relationship together and argues a lot. He's married, in fact, to the job and not to his girlfriend. You know, certainly it, really is, it Unlikely to marry his girlfriend, although he claims he wants to. Indeed, the uh, marriage proposal is done in the middle of an argument. So that's interesting, I think, in a sense, because, you know, from a, a viewpoint of what, are the, what is the film trying to say, it certainly doesn't give a very positive view of relationships, uh, both long term or, you know, just sexual dalliances. It's not titillating in that sense. And it's uh, certainly not positive as a, you know, as a love will out. From that point of view, therefore, there's a, a bleakness to the tone, which, again, jars with all these different elements, including comedy. There's a part of me that feels a bit like, well, you know, it was the fucking 70s, to be fair, about that. Um, and indeed, but I do think there's certainly somewhere in there, locked away, a, um, a distrust and a, a displeasure around suburban living which fits uh, a discomfort generally and um, if there was something behind it all that was trying to get out possibly a sense of the hypocrisies that f- live within elements of middle-class america Buenas noches i'm lester hernandez yeah. Uh, I couldn't help but hear your groovy music as I was passing by. I thought you might be interested in some uh, real music action. I don't think so. Oh, hey, it's super stuff. Joplin, Mason, pretty Lopez, it's the whole trip. Joplin? You wouldn't happen to have any Kate Smith or Nick Lucases. Huh? Hey, I'm a record salesman. I'll get you a bundle of groove heavier than wholesale. It's a real gasolino, baby, and it'll cost you practically another. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, thanks also to uh, Gav Crimson, who uh, sent me some pictures of a, a recent journey he took by the uh, the Rainbow Rooms, of those who remember us talking about GBH a few weeks ago. Uh, he says, sadly, the, and he, he sent them out to me on my Twitter, and he says, uh, sadly, it's still lacking a blue plaque for Big Nick Rafferty, cut down in his prime at this location. In 1983. Thanks very much for that, Gav. Um, fantastic stuff, actually. Um, and also, in a, in a changing Manchester, it's always good to see that you know there's still some shit old uh, derelict clubs lying around that haven't been converted into flats just yet. Um, if you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is vidjanasti gmail Get me on Twitter at orange underscore monkey, or you can go to the website. The com and leave a message on any of the articles, they will come through, or VideonastyPodcast.com. There is all, all the Video Nasty Podcasts are on dot Podcast.com. Pretty much everything I've done apart from Night Gary Podcast is on The Last Horror Podcast. So you can have a, a rumour through that. That is a big old website now with lots of files on it. Next week we're going to be talking about Naked Fist from 1981. Um a martial arts movie better known probably as firecracker uh, and if i remember rightly it features some of the soundtrack from shogun assassin as well anyway until then take care and i'll speak to you soon goodbye i have never seen a video nasty i wouldn't i have far too much how can you judge on video oh, you've never seen one I actually don't need to see, visually, what I know is in that film. Chicolino, can't you dig it? I can't believe you. Be a believer. (laughs) Cool it. It just don't work that way. I mean, man, I could really dig you, but wow, it just don't go down that fast. Dig?